Thank you for calling Callahan and Rice Insurance Group. Please listen to the following options as they have recently changed. If you need an insurance quote, please press 2. If you know your party's three-digit extension, please dial it at any time. To use our dial-by-name directory, press 3 or press 4 for a list of departments and personnel. Enter the first three or four letters of the person's first or last name. Extension 134. Landon Bentham. Landon, what's going on, man? Not much. How are you today? This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. Well, I guess uh, I thought of asking somebody this, and I didn't. I didn't really know where to turn. This is my quick two-minute background of who I am, where I am, and 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 kind of why I'm I'm asking some of these questions. So, insurance business. This is like my third year coming right into it here. So, I haven't been in this all that long. Father-in-law's agency. Really, just he and I are the are the main sales folks out of this office, and then we've got a staff of probably eight service reps that help us kind of continue to push stuff along. Traditional agency never really tracked a lot of these sales numbers and growth rates and things like that. You're definitely not alone. That's my buddy Landon Bentham of Callahan and Rice Insurance in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And he's, you know, mentioning, well, we just, you know, those numbers things, you know, they just sometimes get away from us. And yes, I think that that happens to the best of us because... I mean, metrics and tracking, and sometimes, you know, it's not necessarily that, it's the, you know, the tools aren't keeping up with, you know, what's available, and, you know, you haven't looked at it for a couple years, and you're like, oh man, I could, you know, keep track of these things a lot easier, or I didn't even know these things were possible to keep track of. Now, obviously, there's varying degrees at which you can track, and what you can track, and, and you know, you can drive yourself crazy, and it could be a full-time job tracking things, and my buddy Jeff Roy is probably the king of that that I'm aware of anyway. So um, he certainly knows um, more numbers about his agency than probably anybody. Um, and the, the thing to, to remember, right, is, and this is how I've always approached the whole metrics and tracking things, is I always want to know enough to know what to do next. Uh, if you don't know what to do next, then that's the problem. That's what the that's what the metrics and everything is trying to tell you. So those are the things that you want to try and track. From you know, I've I've told this story multiple times. From a marketing standpoint, you know, you want to know what's working, where your time and effort is most effective, where your materials, your content, the things that you are doing to get people to pick up the phone, to send an email, to walk through your door are working the most. And then you can, you know, double down on those and you can see the ones that aren't. And again, my, you know, this is what led me to video years and years ago, uh, had HubSpot and, you know, (laughs) the crazy thing, this is still, you know, even, even today, you know, breaking these types of channels and sources are, are, are still something that a lot, I would say most agencies don't do. Uh, so this is a very just use this as a very micro example of of kind of metrics and tracking and things like that. Um, but 
you know, HubSpot gives you the capability to see, you know, exactly where traffic comes from, whether it's an organic search, whether they've put in your address directly into the address bar, if it's a referral from some other site that has linked to you, uh, if it's through social media, if it's through email. So all of the things, all of the places that somebody, or if it's paid traffic, you can track your paid, you know, Google clicks, Facebook ads, all of those things, uh, different sources for traffic. Now this is again, a, a simple source of, of, of metric sort of thing. And obviously it told me once upon a time that, you know, I was getting a ton of traffic from social media. Uh, but what I was noticing is that I was getting a little bit from Facebook, nothing from Twitter. Google plus was a thing back in the day, nothing from that. Um, and I was getting a ton from YouTube. However, the crazy part about YouTube is that it also, and this is the crazy part about HubSpot, so not only does it tell you, you know, who's converting or, you know, where they're coming from, but it tells you how many people are converting. So how many leads is, are each of those channels driving? And so I could see that, hey, in a given month, um, you know, if I had 100 leads and I could see that, you know, maybe 45 of those leads came from YouTube. Uh, so yeah, I was noticing that the leads from YouTube were converting at like 20%, which is crazy when like Facebook was like 0.5%. Even organic search was like 0.6%. So yeah, there was a lot more volume through organic search, but it was converting at a much lower rate. So these are the insights that you're looking for, right? When you when you think about marketing, when you think about analytics, you want to think about what what to do next and also how much of something do you need to do i guess would be the other question and this is you know kind of the other thing of you know uh jeffrey talks a lot about you know acquisition cost uh you know how many quotes does he need to do to make a certain amount of money right to make a certain goal and that's an important number to know as well too because too often we jump into these these niches, these lines of business. We don't know the margins. We don't know the market size. We don't know what it's going to take to actually uh, achieve the amount of success that we're looking to, to avoid succeeding to failure because that's not fun, right? There's nothing worse than uh, you know, having you know hundreds of leads, selling a bunch of policies, and you're nowhere close to where you wanna be. Those are just a few of those things that you know just are kind of the baseline if, if 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 we need to get into the metrics game if we need to you know start tracking it's it's start with the, the philosophy start with the concept of what you know you need these things to do not just track things for the sake of tracking them understand the purpose and the direction for how they're going to inform your business and what they're going to ultimately tell you to do because then you can figure out who's exactly like you so, you know, I'm trying to put some metrics down, trying to get us, you know, in a place where I can start to track because our, our growth opportunity and potential, I think, is really high in this area. And we saw that over the last year. But I'm just trying to get a sense of kind of where we are and, you know, compared to other agencies kind of like us. I kind of like to call this the... I want to feel like I'm not crazy for thinking this way sort of thing. And I, Landon, I definitely hear this quite a bit uh, from... You know, people that want to know, hey, what are, am I, am I totally off base here? What's going on? Can you just give me like a little barometer reading? Can you just give me a little, little hand check as far as what's going on? Because I want to know where everybody, you know, where I think I should be in comparison to everybody else. And I'm just going to, I'm going to give it to you straight, Landon. I'm going to give it to you straight. I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters um, one bit what anybody your size is doing because, I mean, even if, you know, even if they are better or worse, I don't know what that does to help you 
improve the agency because if again you know if if one agency is tracking every metric and they're you know just marginally better than you i don't know what's that mean it means that you know the the things that they are tracking aren't uh, directly tying to enough success enough sales whatever to 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 make that dramatic of an impact i don't know that that's a true scenario i'm just saying i think let's just put it this way um we often have this like i'm not that's not strong i was gonna say we're not good enough syndrome but i don't know if that's necessarily fair i don't think that's necessarily true uh there's this just this overall kind of kind of primal sure why not uh need to compare ourselves to to something and i get it it's fine um but i do think a lot of time it, it is just a lot of wasted energy um and and it's not necessarily of what everyone else is doing. It's what, you know, how do I get to the things that I think I should be doing or the things that I've heard I feel are important? How do I do that for where I am currently at? I think those are better questions, to, to be honest. And there's no right or wrong answer. There's no good answer. There's only uh, you have to start with the things that, you know, feel most important to you. You know, feel, you feel most passionate about that you think you have that gut feeling are going to, you know, be a thing for your agency for a long time because you know if somebody's twice your size and they're doing something that you want to do then that just gives you that, that just puts you ahead of those people doing that thing so I, I don't think that there should be any sort of limit criteria kind of velvet rope if you will to say this is where the line starts and stops for these activities of an agency your size uh, if I mean yeah I think because you know I've I've seen you know, surprisingly much larger agencies that, you know, you'd be surprised at how unorganized would be a strong word, but you know, they don't, they don't mess, they don't necessarily have, you know, this, like, it's not like a, uh, you know, you know, spotless, you know, like situation. They don't, they, it's, it, I think we, we make things, we, we, we gloss over things quite a bit. You know, we, we assume a lot of things. We assume, a lot of, well, they must be because they're doing this, they must have this. So we just, we build it up to make it more than it is when in reality and this is i think um this is one thing that i learned i, I kind of had this feeling i went to a very small small catholic high school growing up a very small school in general i, I always thought like everyone else like oh man like there's just so other, so many other people they must be different like they must like i'm just i'm only, i only know like 10 people because i have 30 people in my class um, you know, that, that they just must be different, but you know, it's, Hey, listen, man, everybody's kind of doing this the same uh, for the most part. It's just to, to what stages and, and, and that also helps in uh, public speaking too, because I think that's the other, tr other trick is that you, you think that the audience knows something that you don't, and you're too focused on that as opposed to focusing on what you do know and, and what you're good at. And that's where the confidence to kind of move forward. That's where the confidence to actually, say the thing do the thing comes from is not worrying about what where who they are what where they're at necessarily from the standpoint of having something that you don't but knowing what you do have and how you can make it better i'll kind of tell you where, where where we are so my this again last year 17 2017 was really my first year of full-on sales i felt like i learned enough to be dangerous out there and so kind of kind of went with it isn't it a good feeling when you are a little dangerous? I mean, it feels it feels a little feels feels right. Feels good, right? Just a little bit of danger behind you never hurt anybody, right, Landon? Right? 
So um, first off, I probably should have said this at the beginning of the show. I mean, Landon, let's just hold on. Let's pump the brakes. I mean, three years in, uh, you know, the first year and a half, two years is primarily just understanding the whole thing. So um, obviously it's probably a natural position to where you've evolved to saying, hey, listen, um, yeah, maybe we should get our head around some of these numbers. Completely understandable. Uh, so just I guess I wouldn't necessarily be too hard on yourself. And like you said, you're just you feel like you've got your head wrapped around the sales aspect. You are you've learned enough to be dangerous. And that's again, that's that moment when you find that confidence to say, hey, I can do this thing. Now let's explore other activities, let's explore other opportunities and let's figure out, um, you know, what can I handle next? Because so much of your energy was focused on you know, just actually being a cop, you spend, you know, you spend a disproportionate amount of time your first like year or two as a licensed agent thinking, my God, I just don't want to do something that's going to really screw something up. That's, I think you spend, that's like most of your thoughts. Like that drives most of your activities of, I don't want to say something or do something that in 10 years, uh, somebody, somebody's going to really, really not like me. And then once you get past that, then I, I think life becomes a lot easier. And then you can start having conversations about, you know, tracking YouTube leads is what I think happens. And it's, it's a very natural thing, man. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear that, you know, you've, that, that you're in that place and, uh, it's going to be, um, it's going to be interesting to see how it evolves. And this is all, again, it, I think the biggest challenge is, is, um, agreeing on, you know, the, the, you know, moving into that sales role, feeling comfortable, how is all of that going to support the things that you want to do, right? From, from, from tracking the things from, from getting a feel to, to what's happening around you, just to kind of understanding the whole picture more than just finally getting past the, the, the fear and terror of advising somebody on a potentially disastrous situation that hasn't happened yet. Um, outside of those things, then yes. Um, the, the sales aspect, jumping, jumping into it, feeling dangerous is important, but then it's, it comes down to, well, let's understand, you know, what we're doing, why we're doing it, how we're going to do it, the tools that are necessary, how we're going to track it. And the, the sad part is, is that you're going to, you know, possibly find that the, the world that you envision, the things that you might think possible might not actually be. So it just, that's, that's always, that's always just just to set the expectations real clear is that sometimes we have this imperfect insurance world built up in our head like oh this has to exist out there I just don't have it it just I don't have those things and it's not really that it's those things don't exist and maybe they will someday maybe they won't I don't know I'm hoping they will and that's the challenge right it's how do you come to an understanding to once you are dangerous once you know enough to know how do you how do you enable that how do you allow those skills to kind of continue to develop? How do you inform it with things that you need to do next? How do you give it the information to understand where those skills are best suited, how they're best deployed, and ultimately who needs to be on the receiving end of them? Because the one thing above all else, as all of this comes together, you can't be concerned with how everyone else is doing it and where they're getting to it. Yes, you need to know some of the things that have worked for them, but at the same time, understand what has gotten you here, how can you do it better, and really just figure it out for yourself. So if you're 
listening to this right now, Tuesday morning. This is the last day of Elevate. So I'm actually probably, I've probably already hung out with Landon. Landon's at Elevate, so that's good stuff. I will probably endured uh, countless awkward greetings, handshakes, high fives, a couple unexpected hugs, a whole bunch of things that I'm working past, and a bunch of excitement. So I don't really have anything other than saying, um, just giving you kind of, I'm, I'm, pre- I'm predicting my future state of emotions for you to experience, um, as I probably will not be in the, the proper frame of mind to really communicate. Uh, so yes, Elevate is happening. It's exciting. Uh, if you're, if you're not here, um, well, I don't know, I guess that's okay. Uh, if you are here, feel free. Like I said, if we haven't said hi, come say hi, come find me, say hello, find Ryan, find Sydney, find everybody that you might know. Go say hi. Last chance for winding down last day. Um, that's kind of it. And as we continue to wrap up, as things kind of pump out from Elevate, uh, stay tuned because hopefully there will be, I will have recorded a lot of good stuff, had a lot of great conversations, and uh, things will be coming to you shortly. Um, other than that, while you wait, if you haven't, I don't know why you haven't, I've said it a few times now, uh, agencynation.com slash newsletter, head on over there, and lots of good stuff, I think, and I will have a nice Elevate recap email, hopefully, um, coming out this Sunday, so agencynation.com slash newsletter. 